0: welcome to elevate your life and soul i'm your host marla kennedy life coach mama and spiritual soul seeker each week this podcast will bring you interviews stories and mentoring so you can truly know your value know your worth and elevate all areas of your life let's rise together welcome to today's show so today i am interviewing Celia ella Moore, um, and she is the founder and coach of the Life Mastery Method. Celia is a trained social worker and she's trained to support people in becoming self-determined, um, building their emotional intelligence so they can self-actualise and self-reflect to be in control of their life. Um, and she learnt the art of forgiveness, compassion and resilience at a very young age due to childhood trauma and continuing toxic relationships throughout her life. She's been on a self-development journey for over 20 years and um, continues to train in trauma. She's determined to help people face off with themselves and find personal freedom so they can live life powerfully on their terms. So welcome, Salaya. Um, I'd love for you Ma. to let me know how I went with that introduction, if there's anything I missed or you'd like to add.
1: Hi, Marla. How are you going? Um, no, that's about it, really. I suppose, you know, I'm, I'm here to, like, ignite and inspire people's truth. And what you said then is kind of perfect. Yeah.
0: Amazing. You know,
1: a little part of what we're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, my, I always like to start um, with one little question. It's just how I – I just love this question. So how do you start your day?
1: Okay, so I've got, you know, I've got kids. So I try to, <laughs> <laughs> I try to work around this. And I think, you know, the one thing that's really worked for me um, in the last year or so is the five second rule. So I literally, I'll wake up and I will count to five and I will get out of bed, count to five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. And I saw Mel Robbins do this and I watched her and i went, like, okay, I'm going to try this. And um, yeah, so that's how I usually start my day. I wake up, five second rule, get out of bed, um, we'll have a drink of water Mm-hmm. and I usually like to try and get at least 20 minutes of exercise. And uh, being a single parent, my kids are at home, so usually I will go for a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a park right across the road from me, go for a run and do some skipping, some push-ups and sit-ups outside, and then Amazing. I come in and do some weights for about 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Oh, such a great energising way to start your day. <laughs>
1: that is and then, not... Yeah, and, you know, and, it's, and I try to do it um, at least four or five times a week. And then a couple of days a week, I go to Bikram Yoga. So I can usually start a bit later.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, amazing. And then,
1: and then after that, I, um, I will come in, have a quick shower, and then I will meditate. I usually don't really look at my phone for the first 45 minutes. I'll meditate for about 20 minutes every morning. And I also meditate at night but in the morning yeah, meditation and then I give myself about 20 minutes of something that I'm doing for myself, mm-hmm. as in paperwork, posts.
0: Yeah. Um, yes. And what is your mission?
1: Um, I've got to have a few missions. And I think it is to ignite and inspire people's truth you know, Mm -hmm. for them to realize that they're not their trauma or their adversity or their addictions, that there's so much more than that, that they can truly be the author of their life. Mm. And, you know, I feel a lot of us are feeling unconscious feelings of shame and guilt and we kind of hide. And I really want to inspire people just to live their truth. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, I totally feel that too. My, um, I'm the same with like my mission has really evolved into helping people find their voice um, and that's really about just giving yourself permission to accept who you are and be that person like um, fully without worrying about like people pleasing and just letting yeah. yourself go and trusting yourself, you know. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. really relate to that. And what compelled you to become a coach?
1: Um, so I experienced, as I said, as you said earlier on, I experienced sort of multiple traumas and they started from a very young age and I've always been a very deep feeling person and go throughout my life, doing self-development and personal development and, um, mindfulness techniques and really the self-discovery of myself. Mm-hmm. The more I... The, the traumas I experienced kind of took me on this really deep inner journey and learning about meditation, uh, being a nerd, I read so much, mm-hmm. <laughs> and learning about self development and personal growth. Uh, this pushed me into being a social worker because, you know, my one other mission is to set up rehabilitation centers for trafficked children. So I've always mm-hmm. had this area on care around trauma. And, and so this put me sort of going through to becoming a social worker. And then from a social worker, I just realized I wanted to do my own thing and be more one-on-one social work can be, the process can be quite a long process. So I think Mm -hmm. with coaching, when you're working with someone and you you can do your working with life changing, like instant, Changes to their life, you know, and progress into doing consistent changes through a person's life. Mm. So, yeah,
0: amazing. Yeah. Um, and what person? What issue? What hurdles have you faced, and how have you overcome them?
1: Yeah, a fair few. As I said, from trauma, I think you learn so much from experiencing trauma, and um, the different levels of trauma that I experienced from childhood to adulthood took me um, on a self-destructive journey, you know, where sort of working, sort of using too many vices and not looking after myself and um, not, you know, attracting all the wrong experiences and people in my life. So this has been a lifelong journey. This has been a journey from, from a very young age, even up to... Now I believe I'm always learning, always evolving, and I've overcome them by curiosity and inquisitiveness about myself, and really facing off with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, this determined to self-reflect and self-actualize, and really take a look at myself and be, I suppose, radically responsible. And this is like like everything I was saying earlier on: personal development, personal growth, reading. Um, taking a really deep look at your yourself and your inner your inner worth you know and how you feel about yourself the self love the self worth journey and so mindfulness reading surrounding yourself with beautiful people like yourself mm-hmm. you know that can raise your vibration mm-hmm. and, and just keep you always evolving and always learning mm-hmm. so and I would say the hurdles, I'm always, I think we always go through hurdles. We're continually going through hurdles in our life, you know, and it's an ever, the journey of always learning, always evolving, always being curious, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, and so how, how do you feel that feelings of shame and guilt keep us in a self-contained prison?
1: Um, God, personal experience would share, would say, you know how you say about your voice, finding your voice Mm -hmm. and really connect to that process, Marla. Like it's something so powerful because we lose, when we are feeling unconscious feelings of shame and guilt, we hide, we hide from life, you know, and we hide from people, our environment, we hide behind food and vices. Um, we can lose our voice so that we feel we have no power. There are so many different areas that show us that we're still struggling with unconscious feelings and shame and guilt and people-pleasing, procrastination, um, not showing up, not using our voice powerfully and authentically. Um, And all these little signs when we're working through our life and we're, you know, um, being an observer of our life, if we can see that we're behaving in any of these different areas—your voice, procrastination, um, people pleasing, hiding vices—they're like for me true signs that we're dealing with unconsciously instead of shame and guilt.
0: Mm. Do you think it's a common thing? Like...
1: like, I truly believe so many of us. Like, I have to be really careful because statistically, I wouldn't know. But I really truly believe so many of us in this world are harboring and holding unconscious feelings of shame and guilt I mean mm. the world you know even um vices addictions we, we are numbing out and trying to um, control the pain we have inside so we numb out with drugs so we don't actually get to feel emotions and that's another thing with shame and guilt you know we we shut down we wall up we don't yeah. want to yeah.
0: Dare I say it? Even little things that don't seem like an addiction, like coffee every day. I know I could <laughs> get get shut down Just... for that one, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, I used to be reliant on coffee, um, yeah. And I don't drink it now because I was so reliant on it, but could not. I would get angry without it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't drink coffee now either, and I've been. I stopped. Gosh, it stopped about a year ago, maybe two mm-hmm. years ago. I've Got to figure it out now. And I right. and yeah, and I realized. I remember when I was coming off the coffee. It was literally like you know, detoxing. The headaches yeah. and the grumpiness and the agitation, and so yeah, yeah, I. And I'm loving not having anything like that now. I drink water. I drink just a lot of water, mm-hmm. and I don't need anything else now. You know, and it's great feeling.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like other things. I probably have replaced it a bit with things like cacao and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I did notice because when I gave up coffee, <laughs> I did it on the day. I did this um, program called the bridge experience. Yes. <laughs> and I had, I was a like four cup a girl, four cup a day kind of girl. And so I had this like migraine kind of headache that I'd never experienced for the whole time I was in that program. <laughs> Three days. It was so intense
1: um yeah it's amazing it's you know, a detox yeah i did the bridge and yeah. um and it says on there no alcohol no coffee no drugs and uh but uh, yeah who doesn't love cacao yeah i mean mm. listen, i do you know i'm often at ecstatic dances or cacao ceremonies and,
0: yeah
1: you know who doesn't
0: <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so what what would you advice would you give to someone who that would want is wanting to shift shame
1: um it's a process and i think i think you have to really be brave enough to sh- to show up to um to be vulnerable and to be okay with being seen um everyone everyone experiences shame and guilt or the issues of procrastination or wanting to look good and not wanting to people please. So for me it would be just being courageous and just making a decision to be seen. And as soon as you start making the decision that you don't want to hide anymore and you don't want to be the people pleaser. Um, I believe there's like a voice inside of you like, mm-hmm. and it just gets louder and louder and louder and no one can see shame or guilt. Okay. No one can see it. Only you can, like, almost hear it, it gets mm. louder and the voice louder and louder. In the end, you've got nowhere to go bar face off with whatever it is being suppressed from shame and guilt. You know, you're suppressing something, mm. it'll have to come out in the end. So, um, mm. just courageous and, and just surrendering, I think.
0: Mm. Um, and I'd like to back a little bit. Um, how would you define guilt and shame? Just. Um, Because, yeah, they are a little different.
1: Um, So guilt would be how you would, for me, if you explain guilt, would be how um, the procrastination that you're feeling, if you're a procrastinator and you're second-guessing yourself, then... That would be for me the procrastination, the people pleasing. That's how you. Sorry, give me a minute, Marla. Mm-hmm. So you... um, so can you ask the question again, Marla?
0: How would you define guilt and shame?
1: Yeah, I guess I'm just going to try and figure out. Um, guilt is something that you. I just have to give me a minute, Marla, because that's a good one, yeah? Because it's Mm, kind of... They interconnect and they... And I want to make sure that I say the right thing. They interconnect and interrelate. So... Yeah, so so for me, guilt and shame would be showing up as in... Shame, you feel like you're in a self-contained prison. You don't Mm -hmm. want people to... You don't want people to see you. You're hiding something. Um, mm. you're, um, you, you've got something inside. You're like feelings or emotions that you don't want people to see. So you almost feel like you're in a, like a self-contained prison. Mm. And the feelings that you get from that shame are guilt. You then will people please or procrastinate. And mm. So they're, they're two different things. The shame is how you are showing up and how you're hiding and the guilt are the feelings that you're feeling from that hiding Mm. and, you know, that not showing up.
0: Yeah. Could you have one without the other, or do you think they're quite really interconnected?
1: I think they're interconnected. Yeah. I think um, shame causes guilt. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. shame you're feeling is then, the reaction from that shame is feelings of guilt and feeling that you're not good enough, and you know feeling that you're not worthy and you don't love yourself, They're, they cause all these different feelings and emotions and behaviors. And mm. um, I really do like to say like it's like feeling you're in a self-contained prison, because you can't actually see these feelings. You could just feel them. and I think almost if you've anyone who's experienced it would understand, and hear them you know mm. and when you say about your voice that is a huge part of shame and guilt finding your voice mm. finding your 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 power and your voice and the fact that you are worthy and you are valued and an intricate part of this society
0: yeah and for so long I definitely felt so much of that stuff and that like I I wasn't um owning who I was in fact I mean Um, even when I probably first connected with you which was a couple of years ago now I guess um, I I was still this real little girl on some levels you know and that was attributed to like those feelings definitely Um, yeah so I really I mean for me it was really around there was a lot a lot of past stuff, of course, but then also yes. my skin, you know, like yeah, um, like the physical yeah. manifestation of that, there was so much shame around that,
1: so, yeah, to I be think, seen and acknowledged, yeah, just to be seen,
0: mm, and I think so many people can really maybe not even realize what the core wound is for them. do you feel that know that to be true,
1: um I suppose. If, it depends on what you've experienced in life, doesn't it? Yeah. If you've, ex, you know, really, if you've experienced um, a deep trauma, then there, will, there can be some denial. There will be some denial, but you will always have something, you'll always be aware that you've experienced something and you feel a little bit different. Mm. And, um, you know, so I feel... Everyone's, I think you're all very aware of what's happened to you and, and the, the hiding from what has happened to you is what mm. causes shame and guilt. Do they know it's shame and guilt? No, actually, like when I say, say um, when I discuss shame and guilt now, I think people still go, what do, you, what do you mean, shame and guilt? And then when I break it down into how you're feeling and how you're showing up, and, you know, example procrastination, people pleasing, hiding, then they realize that, okay, I said, those are there's the signs of shame and guilt so I think mm. we might not we know we're feeling this way we just maybe don't know exactly what it is mm. yeah. exactly what those feelings are yeah and even, even labeling shame and guilt it seems um for me it's like a very they're two concrete words I have to be very careful how I use them because it isn't just about shame and guilt is it's what those feel what shame and guilt represents mm. you know it's um yeah
0: um and so what um what do you uh like you talked about some someone like advice and stuff to someone to shift shame. Um and do you think just being aware of it and bringing awareness to it is useful?
1: Um it's an inner journey. And I think it's a surrender in that um, if things are not working out for you, and if you look at your life and you can see, you know, that you're attracting all the wrong people and experiences, then it's a good time and it's a good reflection and mirror back to you that you have to do the work and face off with yourself and really start to go inward and understand why these situations are happening. Um, Am I going to say this is overnight? No, I think it takes years of dealing with unconscious feelings of shame and guilt but it would be you know like working doing personal development um working with coaches who can help you go inward and understand why you're behaving at certain situations and why you keep attracting these people and and um you know the deep inner journey and finding finding mindfulness and i say mindfulness broadly but for me, you know, I've worked with plant medicines. I've worked with meditation. I've worked with breath work. I've worked in dance. There are so many things that I've done to go inward to really find myself and, mm-hmm. and truly understand. Okay, oh, I've done this and I've experienced that. And how does that make me feel? And what is coming up for me right now? And people pleasing was huge for me. Anna. I was mm-hmm. a, you know con- like constant people pleaser, and to simply. I remember just simply showing up on Facebook. That was also quite nervous for me, you know, because of the people pleaser and mm-hmm. then suddenly doing the work on yourself and surrounding yourself with conscious people and, and working with coaches and going inward and, and really so many different things you can do journaling. As I said, all the other modalities that you can do and verbalizing and self reflection, um, so that is little journeys and the journey, every time you do and experience, something is to self reflect and, and really listen to how that made you feel, what changes, what that brought up. You know, a lot of the work as coaches, you know, as a coach, we bring a lot of things up, you know, a lot of emotions come up. And so it's an ongoing journey. Julie, I believe it's, it's never done. It's always an ongoing journey. Mm-hmm. And um as long I think you literally have to suddenly go, Okay, that's it. I'm mm-hmm. Actually, no, this is not working for me anymore. My life is not working for me and what am I going to do about it? And as much as we want to try and fix people, you want you always looking out there, it will always be the journey from in here. You have to go within mm-hmm. and face off with I like to say face off with yourself.
0: Yeah. Do you believe people can be free from guilt and
1: shame? Yeah, yes, yeah. Because in the end, when you do the work on yourself and you really go inward and dig deep, you know, it's, mm. it's freedom. Am I, I, am I totally there? Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm feeling so, um, gosh, I'm, I feel free. And I feel I've been kind of let out of a box and I can express myself so easily now and really not care what people think. Because mm. I know myself, I know my integrity, I know my authenticity and I feel it's fine. People mm. will have an opinion, people will either like it or they won't and that's okay. So, mm. um, yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, I love
0: that. So, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self?
1: Um God, it's funny how you just said it. people who are unapologetically themselves yeah? <laughs> that's what I love people yeah. who just go not nah, you know I'm not I'm not gonna hide and and I'm not gonna allow you to judge me and put your perception on me I'm just gonna be me and do what I love and like when I see somebody like living fully in themselves and expressing themselves and just Unapologetic, I'm like, yeah. And even if I don't really resonate with what they're saying, if somebody is showing up powerfully, unapologetically, radically, I'm like, yeah, you've got my attention. Mm-hmm. I'm all I'm all for you, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and what are you curious about right now?
1: Um I'm always curious. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious. So i i I'm a never-ending student, I'll always be learning. So um, as I said earlier on, I'm doing my masters at the moment in my like, creative arts therapies. So that's yeah, like counseling. Oh, it's, it's setting my soul up, I'm loving it. So I've always been um, an, um, curious about different forms of trauma release and, and, and understanding trauma differently to just talk therapy. And mm-hmm. so now and I've always been a very creative person the work that I'm doing now is you know bringing like dance and drama and artwork and writing and poetry and all expressive arts into trauma work so I'm Mm. um, I'm loving this because one day I would love to have my own like trauma center where it's it's based around mindfulness and creativity and because I truly believe you know when you're working with people who've experienced adversity you can't just sit there and talk to them. It's somatic. You need to, yeah, you know, different forms of expressing, and even with children, you know, it's there's so many different ways of communicating and connecting with people who've experienced trauma or adversity. And I'm so I'm really I'm really loving that at the moment. I'm just so digging deep, and it's almost a part of me anyway. It seems so natural because I it's who I am. Um, but really digging deep on the beauty and the power and um, of all the different modalities that you can bring in to working with people.
0: Yeah. I'm curious oh, about
1: that. Sounds mm.
0: so fun. And I, I love integrating stuff like body and stuff as well. And I think, you know, that's ontology, which is what I studied, is really about integrating body and language and emotions and stuff. And you mentioned children and stuff, and um, I often... To when my little one gets upset and stuff, we often go into the body to shift emotions and release stuff, and he loves it he ends up he ends up having so much fun doing it He's yeah that, you know yeah like uh, and it's yeah.
1: powerful as well because adults because it is that inner child, you know really connecting, and you know a lot of people talk about inner child, but it really is about connecting with that inner child and being um free and feeling that you can just express yourself and mm. connect with that beautiful, creative, playful person inside of us. Mm. Um, so we're quite serious as adults, I suppose. As adults, we can get quite serious.
0: Yeah, we can get really serious. i I lean on the serious side, so it's a big stretch for me to try and get into my playfulness. But when I do, it's so much fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you love to read and I love to read. So what's your favorite book
1: and why? Yeah, I have got so many books. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I would say the one that sticks out for me still is um, Conversations with God, with God, Mm. Conversations with God, Neil Donald Walsh. Yes. And um, do you know the book? It's, I just, it's always stuck in my mind. I, could connect to what he was saying, even the profoundness of, you know, for myself, I had like this massive experience about eight years ago and it really set me on the, the deep inner journey where it was brutal. I just faced facing off with myself time and time again. And I remember connecting to what he was saying. And, you know, I've definitely gone through times in my life where I'm going, why have I experienced so much? why does this certain things keep happening or why why has this happened and um yeah so for him you know you experience what you're not so you can experience who you are mm-hmm. and, I, and I and I really truly when you know connect with that
0: yeah I I used to have his um have all three books in this really beautiful like hardcover book and then we moved over east and um it was in the trailer, like in a box and stuff, and it got all flooded. Yeah. And my book, got a copy, got ruined. But I've got like the Kindle versions and stuff. I have to haven't read them for a few years. I have to get back in because yeah, because I haven't
1: years, and I haven't read them for a while. But it's still, they're the three books that always just stick into me, and I'm like, I yeah, I really enjoy it. But I'm like you, I listen to Audible. I've got so many books, total mm, nerd. yes me too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's got a fourth book, um, like a fourth one in the series now, too. That I think, like, I think it's called Book Four, but I haven't, um, haven't read that yet. I've got it. It's just there's so many books. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, and what profession, other than you own, would you love to attempt? Um, oh, right now, let me, let me say
1: this. If I could put, If I could put being a speaker, having my own creative trauma center, coaching, writing. I love to write. Um, If I could put all that together, that's it. I don't want to do anything else. I'm loving the whole space that I'm in. If I could just um, maybe broaden it. Mm. Otherwise, this would be it. This would be it for me. You know, coaching and, and, yeah. Just being conscious and, contributing and yeah being in this space that would be it if I could fully be in this space in all those different areas that I love and I could bring them all together then Mm.
0: that's it it's so Um, rewarding and so fulfilling I'm the same I love it um yeah and then room if you which would you clean first your room your desk (laughs) or your car
1: (laughs) (laughs) definitely not my car um, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> I don't want anyone to see my car at the moment. I got okay. kids. You, you've got kids, Marla. You know yeah. what the cars are like. <laughs> so let's just. Let's just leave the car out of this, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would be um, definitely the room. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of – I'm very – I'm a macro person, so it has to be from the outside in. So, you know, I'd be, like, the room first and then I'd come to the computer and then I'd just mm. – so
0: funny. I'm – actually, lots of people say room. I would clean my desk first. I, like, have – my desk is like my go-to. You just, I just love to have that neat above anything else. I love it. do yeah. yeah. Um. It's like my little sacred place, when all the like kid stuff is everywhere That's... and thrown around, <laughs> if my little office, <laughs> and my desk is like neat, I'm like, ah, oh. at least that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And
1: I suppose the room. I mean, because like, I'm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be. Yeah, I suppose I have to see but what I'm seeing around me has to be content, you know, tidied away, and then I can get balanced, and then I'll come to this little area. And on my desk, I hardly have anything, to be honest. Mm. I have a little books and my computer, and that's yeah. it. It's like yeah. don't go, don't go near this tiny little space. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and on a scale of um one to ten, how weird are you?
1: my god best question ever this is really really funny because I've been called weird my whole life yeah literally and my mother okay so I've always been a very deeply deep feeling person empathic maybe I don't know and always been able to connect to people and my mother said you know when you're five years of age you were always saying weird things to people that would freak them out you know, and I was like, what do you mean? She said, you've always, you know, and people have always called me weird. So I'm going to say for people who are not on the conscious journey, that mm. they would think that I'm a 10. They would think that I'm really weird. And obviously <laughs> people, <laughs> people who can relate to me and, you know, vibing on my level and conscious and on the, the, the journey to serve and lead, then I would say one or two. Mm. Could you get? Could you get me? You know. You know. You get my language.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I just realised that I have another call in ten minutes, but um, I still we still got ten minutes, so I got the times yes. times wrong. <laughs> Thankfully for thank, I'm grateful for calendars. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, so what do you wish you'd known when you started out?
1: Hmm. That life is let me think about this one. Life is sequential, yes. That Mm. we have to go, we have to go through things in our life to really understand what we don't want to what we do want. And it's it's needed for us to truly be who we're wanting to be, like to be fully free and embodied and and really, truly stepping into what we want to do in our life and who we want to be in our life, that it has to unfold, life has to unfold and not to Mm -hmm. sort of focus too much on time and trying to get there, you know, Mm -hmm. and just to allow everything to unfold and be even though this can be really difficult sometimes because if we're going through difficult times we always want to get there or stop whatever it is that we're feeling and I think what I've really learned to love is the unknown and just allowing Mm -hmm. whatever is supposed to unfold unfold and truly believe is how you respond to something you know if something is happening it's it's how you respond to something, not, not what it is you're responding to, but how you choose to respond from it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think for me, it, is, it would be not always trying to get there, really get enjoy the present moment, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable, just be in the mom, each moment. So yeah, I think that would be it, just to slow it down and not try to you get in
0: there Mm, i love that that's that's beautiful um and if you could remove all barriers and constraints on what would you want to be known for or what project would you want to work on
1: um because the one thing that comes dear to my heart would be setting up like rehabilitation centers for trauma and traffic victims around the world, like to bring that into fruition and, and to bring all and those centers would incorporate all my learning and the creativity and the different forms of trauma to, um, to support people. So for me, if I could have five centers around the world, then that would be, uh, I'd be, so grateful and blessed to be honest wow
0: that that's so heartwarming i love that um and what's the best compliment you've ever received
1: um it's gonna have to be sadly it's going to, well not sadly but it's gonna have to definitely be from my kids because they no one no one has loved me like my kids love me Mm. and i suppose they and i remember it and they said to me that they were just so blessed and happy that I was their mum that they Aww. wouldn't want any other mum and I, and I swear nothing. you know because it's it's real and it's yeah people can say everything to you and I but when somebody when children talk to you you know it's real you know and yeah. they just said we, you're the best mum we would never want anyone else to be your mum We just so oh my gosh
0: you know. it hits right in the heart that's yeah, yeah. um so um, and in terms of your work, what's one thing that your work's done for someone you didn't expect?
1: Um, that I saved their life. Mm. Wow. Uh, that they would have been dead if they hadn't connected with me. So
0: Wow. Um, and what does elevating your life and soul mean? to you
1: okay so this is so this would be if you say elevating your life and soul I would let's let's talk about you for a minute okay mm-hmm. so when I when I met you um <laughs> oh my gosh you are about elevating people's soul and life your energy is always being so incredibly beautiful so I would say when you're saying that to me now um I'd think of you and I'd say oh. you are <laughs>
0: (laughs) Thank you. Elevate
1: it. You are, but you know, for me, um, constantly, you're never going to get there. Mm. You shouldn't ever want to get there. You should always be curious and playful, inquisitive, and just keep growing and learning and messing up, failing, growing. So for me, that is it. It's the the never ending journey. Mm. It's just, connecting and being
0: yeah it is it's I so connect with that and it's beautiful the journey is so beautiful it's yeah
1: even the difficult ones yeah because even when we go through something difficult it's so painful and traumatic at the time but afterwards you're like wow look Mm. I, I I get to see that perspective and I learned that and you find out a little bit something a little bit different about yourself
0: Yeah, like I personally don't really believe in failure because I believe in its own way, failure is always success because you learn something and you grow from it and that's such a gift, even if it doesn't seem like it.
1: (laughs) Or even if it seems cliche, you know what I mean? It It is exactly that. You learn every time. Every time I've gone through something difficult in my life, afterwards I've gone, oh my gosh, like if I look at where I was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Okay, today I love who I am. I love what I've experienced. Mm. I've loved all the, the crazy things that I've done wrong. I'm like, oh my gosh, but I wouldn't be who I am today. And I wouldn't have that knowing or knowledge of what I've experienced. So I'm grateful for everything. Mm. Literally, that sounds really cliche, but I'm so grateful for everything I've experienced. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, and what's something is there anything you wish I'd asked that I didn't ask
1: no no I think we're good I think we're good I've enjoyed the conversation I think it's me
0: good. too um and yeah what what have you got what are you offering to the world or where can people find you I mean I'll put stuff in the show notes but what yep. is there anything you've got going on right now
1: um, well, I've got my Metamorph program, which is a five-month program, mm-hmm. which sort of incorporates, you know, everything we've talked about today, you know, working on the different sort of layers of ourselves. So mm-hmm. i have Metamorph. My website is thelifemasterymethod.com.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I do, you know, one-on-one coaching and different programs and all based around what we've talked about today. Yeah. And really choosing to choose you and off with yourself and mm.
0: you know and such, such important work and um you're such like to me you're just such the epitome of like transformation and stuff because like i've seen you transform so deeply in such beautiful ways like through through knowing you so you really yes. live this work um live yeah live really live, love, love. I care
1: deeply. Yeah. Yeah. I mm, care deeply about people. And I suppose the one thing I would know is the reason I really went into this work is if I can get through this, then I realize that just showing someone else that they can actually do this, they can actually get through Mm. any, any difficult situation and, um, they can find personal freedom and, you know, really, it's always about the self-love self-worth journey, isn't it, Marla?
0: It's, no, it's, it is it's just <laughs> it's, it really is it's so so foundational um I really believe it's you know self so, so foundational and for me it really starts with just accepting who you are and then that's that's the that to me is a start because then you can drop into the actual loving yourself and you know yeah more and more and more yeah. go deeper and deeper and then yeah yeah. forgiving yourself
1: you know forgiveness is huge forgiving yourself and just being who you
0: are i totally mm. agree totally yeah. agree oh i love yeah. talking to you it's been way too long and i um am so grateful and happy yeah. that you if we got this got to now, do it we today. Often, oh yeah i could talk
1: now like you know you've got a little bit more yeah it's been lovely talking to you yeah really well, thank has. you so yeah.
0: much Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you like it, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you love this episode, please give it an honest review on iTunes and let me know what you loved and what you want more of. Your feedback helps me truly elevate the show into something that really serves you and allows me to keep pouring my heart and soul into it. This is for you. Let's rise together. And remember, know your value, know your worth. I love you, beautiful soul.